This podcast was first broadcast on Mix 92.6. Go to mix926.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts. And if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around Hertfordshire and from further afield. Now, big new developments, particularly housing developments, are rarely out of the local news. Last week, residents got together to object to plans for 550 new houses off Luton Road to the north of Harpenden, saying that it will have an unacceptable impact on traffic, parking and infrastructure. And in St Albans, the Save North St Albans Greenbelt campaign received a blow when it lost the judicial review it had brought against St Albans City and District Council over planning consent for a 150-home residential residential development on Greenbent land to the north of St Albans. Now there's lots of reasons why local people might object to new development and one of them is the impact on the environment. Add to this that many local councils like St Albans District Council has set itself a target for the district to work towards decarbonisation of the district by 2030 and it's clear that we could all do with some facts and figures to help us better understand the environmental impact of new developments. Well, help is at hand. Researchers at the University of Hertfordshire, business consultancy Project EU and St Albans City and District Council are teaming up to create a new tool that gives local people better insight into the environmental impact of developments in their area. The City Net Zero tool, referred to as SINT for short, aims to develop a digital platform that will enable the local community to engage with proposed changes to their urban landscape, offering insight into the impact that a new development could have on carbon emissions and other environmental factors. I started by speaking to Dr Silvio Carter, Associate Professor and Head of Art and Design at the University of Hertfordshire, where he focuses on computational design and public space. He started by talking about the way that new developments can affect towns. We like to think about cities as ecosystems where, with time, uh, all the elements that constitute a particular borough or particular part of the town reach some sort of uh, equilibrium, some sort of balance between the elements. So when we go and, and plug in a new element, so a new development, for instance, in this ecosystem, that what happens is that obviously you're changing the balance of, of what happens. So obviously using a natural metaphor here, but the, the elements need to reconfigure themselves to achieve a new type of balance. When I say elements, is people using the streets. So pathways is, is the way in which wind for instance, uh, pass through buildings or through part of the town. So the impact of a new development is it's very complex to analyze. Obviously, we have equations, we have methods which are quite established to calculate and approximate and, and simplify this impact. However, it's very important uh, to consider variables that are not really easy to control, like, again, like the behaviour of people. And that's why in our work, we specifically look into encoding uh, routines of people into towns. And, and therefore, when you have a new developed design, then we try to understand what the impact at that level specifically is. So it's really quite a, a complicated situation. So you're involved in the CINT, the SINT project, which is aiming to try and make new developments a little bit more sustainable. Can you tell us a bit about this project? 
So Synth is an, analyt- an analytical and predictive tool that we design to uh, assess in a quantitative way. So we measure elements about carbon data in urban areas. And this tool can process existing urban situations, so we, we can apply it to an existing part of the town. We can assess the performance of buildings within this portion of, of a city. We can look at streets and transport, previous urban configurations. And then, for instance, we can establish whether a particular area has improved or worsened in, in the past years. As well as we can look at future developments to evaluate the impact, as we were saying, of a new proposal, for instance, a housing proposal into an existing area. And so SINT works on two levels. One is an assessment mode where we can run a representational model to analyze the carbon usage of a particular part of the city and then the production of carbon. So it's a user and the production, sorry. And secondly, we look at how we can optimize certain part of this development. So again, we have an analytic mode and an, a, an optimization mode. In the optimization mode, we look at specifically use sophisticated tools like neural networks or a little bit of AI to understand what the carbon trade-off can be to improve existing situations. So then we want to help councils and, and district councils to achieve their net zero targets. So the SINT tool that you're developing, it's a a public-facing tool to help us assess or or see how environmentally damaging perhaps a development can be. So how do you hope that this will work? Is, Is this kind of about enabling the public to object to damaging developments? Or is it about sort of pushing developers to think a bit harder about sustainability? How do you hope it will help the situation? We are developing this tool, working very closely with St. Albans District Council and Project AU. So the idea being that we work together to develop something that can help the public to understand the impact of new development. So the idea is to work on the kind of short term, so to look into what will happen if we do this, but also longer term to see what you know what the difference is between, for instance, designing a new development or perhaps consider retrofitting an existing part of the town. And also, what's the difference between doing you know, retrofitting or doing a new, creating a new development or doing nothing? Because sometimes, you know, or even a non-action can have you know, very serious consequences. So uh, with this tool, we, we don't want to give a tool for people to oppose or to reject uh, new planning permission. It's, it's more about working with the planners to help people understand the the potential benefit of, of any proposal. Now, the idea being that obviously the public and the local community will be involved in this by using this tool, will be involved in the whole process. So, by giving feedback through our tool, uh, the planners will be able to understand what people think, uh, perhaps in a more kind of granular way, uh, rather than running the usual survey that, that, that we normally do. So you've kind of hinted on the fact that actually environmental impact is quite a a complex area. What aspects of the environmental impact of a proposed development will you be particularly looking at? The same project works on five main levels. One is monitoring carbon emission of both, as I said, existing buildings as well as proposed development. Secondly, optimizes the carbon trade-off between production, absorption of carbon, the offsetting, and many other nuances that we use to deal with, with the carbon footprint of buildings. And then thirdly, we like to consider people and we want to encode people's behaviors and routine in all these calculations. So we really want to see how behavior of people in public space will actually affect, if any, the, the carbon footprint. 
Fourthly, we predict scenarios based on the number of variables and aspects that we are monitoring, and then we test these scenarios against certain objectives that we want to test. For instance, net zero is is one is a very good example. So we have net zero objectives as one, I suppose, achievement that we want to get to, and then obviously we create scenarios and we predict them, and then we see how. Uh, by changing slightly part of the developments, we can actually uh, improve this this possible developments. And finally, we put a lot of emphasis on visualizing whatever we find in a, in a very useful and clear way to be able to communicate clearly with the public. And that that's I suppose that's the main part of this. So this tool has a very robust methodology that runs behind the scenes that crunches all the numbers, that all the, does all the calculations. However, you know it, it wouldn't really work unless we are able to communicate clearly to the public. And that's I suppose that's the final part of the project where we create some very engaging visuals for people to understand. Uh, I'm pleased about that because, like you say, it does sound like it's a really very complex area that uh, we'll definitely need some help with understanding. And will we be able to find this on the council website when we're looking at planning applications there? Is that where we will see it? Eventually, this is the idea, yes. So once we'll be done with the entire uh, cycle of the project, yes, that we will have a full, fully functioning app uh, which will be browsed based, uh, and then people can just go online uh, through the uh, St Albans website and, and play with okay. it, <laughs> use it. Yes. So obviously, there's there's lots of data that's required for this. Where will all this data come from? The data come from a combination of different types. So we have been using data which are publicly available, for instance, things like the National Atmospheric Emission Inventory, the local authority, CO2 data, uh, UK Air database, and, and many others. So these are publicly available. Uh, and then secondly, we use data that are accessible only to councils, for instance, local regional carbon emission data. And thirdly, we have uh, data which are unique to St. Albans in this particular case, for instance, the energy use of council buildings, or the uh, energy performance certificates. So the idea being we combine all this possible data in, into a big model that is able to actually put this, all this information together in, a, in an intelligent way. So lots of sound information going into this tool. So what exactly is the university doing as part of this project? The University of Hertfordshire initiated this project. And so this project originates really from a previous project that we have been doing with other uh, city councils and that we published quite extensively. So we're leading the project in that we are we are leading the academic side of the project. So obviously St Albans is, is is playing a you know key role in the engagement with local communities and obviously in providing the data and helping us with uh, kind of understand the, the, the importance of this data. And project you they bring a very um, important a key expertise in terms of data management and and, and carbon data. Um, so we are, I suppose, leading the project, but we're also trying to be in the liaison between a city council and industry partners. And obviously, climate change, a, a big and increasingly important issue. The sooner we can be using this tool, the better. What's the sort of timeline for it? So at the moment, we are in phase one, which is about three, four months long. And in this, this stage, we are uh, still collecting data and then we're doing something that is called data wrangling, which is basically combining data and making sense of the data and understand what the best model to put all these data together might be. Now, as an outcome of, of this uh, first stage, which will be completed in September, October, it will be a number of visuals and a number of examples to make a very good case and explain to everyone what we can achieve at, at the end of this project. And then there will be a second phase, 
which will be data modeling and optimization. So and finally, there will be the final phase where we'll be putting all this work together and then work on the visualization on the web app and on the interactive tool, which we think is going to be something like a gaming environment, very, very simplified, where people can just go online and have a very intuitive experience to, to play with the data. And so you can imagine certain sliders, things that you can move, values that you can a little bit change. And then you will see in real time the shape of the new development changing, the shape of your own town changing. We also want to see a little bit more engagement from people. So we want to see, for instance, the usual question that people have, what about we pedestrianize this particular street? Or why cannot I have a bench or a tree in this particular part of the town? So we want to, we want to show them the impact of that particular action or the particular change in, in their own town in terms of CO2, in terms of carbon emission. All right. That sounds fantastic. And is there any prospect in the future of looking at different environmental impacts? I can imagine people from the Vare Valley Society saying, can't we look at the water impact of development? Or people from the Hutz Middlesex Wildlife Trust saying, can't we look at the biodiversity impact of development? Any prospect of including things like that? Absolutely. The beauty of this project is that we're actually building a data model that can be then applied to, to many different uh, scenarios really. So, if we were to then develop a, a different version of this model and it works with slightly different elements, so instead of working with CO two or, or, or carbon dioxide, for instance, we can work with uh, with water or with air pollution or or with anything else really. Sounds absolutely fascinating. I look forward to seeing it. Thank you so much for telling us all about that. My pleasure. I was talking there to Dr. Silvio Carter of the University of Hertfordshire. Next, I spoke to Mark McGurk, Director of Consultants Project EU, which are based in Hemel Hempstead, and I started by asking him how they got involved with the Carbon Net Zero or SINT project. Hi Amanda, thanks for having me here. Our company had originally applied for some funding through the University of Hearts. We have some ideas around carbon emissions and reporting and the data and the data science behind it, and we were looking for opportunities and projects. Through this funding process, we were put in touch with Silvio in the Creative Arts Department, uh, who had a great idea for uh, CINT of SINT, uh, and from there we've um, progressed. Fantastic. So how did you contribute to the project? So our experience is with public and private sector organisations building data warehouses, so data solutions, like the back-end side of data for organisations. We've then started to put visualisations over the top of that, and our experience comes in a wealth of bringing lots of data sets together and then creating an application to then roll that out over an organization. So in terms of the SYNT project, then what we're looking to do is once the initial models have been created and we've got the bones of the system behind us, then it's for us to kind of put a commercial element into this, which is something that the university either isn't allowed to be involved in or doesn't have the capacity to do. Right. Okay. Obviously, the the data side of things is something that you have expertise in. You are also interested in the in the cutting carbon emissions side. Can you tell us a, a little bit more about that and about your experience and how you hope that uh, that SINT will help the district cut its carbon emissions? So our initial angle outside of uh, SINT was based around the railways. We do a lot of work with Network Rail, so we get involved with a lot of their data, and more and more of that is based around emissions and they're trying to reduce carbon emissions to meet their targets as well. So that gave us the initial interest other than personal interest that we have. 
So then when it came together with Silvio and the team, then it was a great fit in terms of us providing consultancy services to the team. So we can assess whether or not we think something would work in front of a customer, would work whether or not a board would approve spend in this particular area. So that's just kind of at the moment where working with them to assess the work they're doing and give them suggestions about how it might better produce the results that they're looking for. Okay. And if this project is successful, do you think this is the kind of thing that could be rolled out in other areas? It's something we're very keen on. At the moment, we are in discussions with other councils around the UK that might be interested in this kind of product. The ability to give the public kind of information and a hands-on approach to planning to put their ideas forward so they can understand the impacts of changing road layouts, changing buildings, and being able to see a view of this changing over time. I think is you know a fascinating and amazing application that people can get their hands on. And it interests both the public and the planners in different towns. So and it applies across any town, any city. You know, as long as we can get the data together, then uh, the path is open for us. Okay. And just as far as the use of data to help us reduce our carbon emissions, do you think that really data is crucial to deciding on the right steps forward for lots of fields where we can cut our carbon emissions in the future? Without a doubt. I think if you don't do the science behind the numbers, behind the data, then a lot of the work that gets done is very judgmental or you know people have their own opinions about what the benefits will be from this but if you can drill it down to the data and show people you know this is actually this is how we measured something this is how we created a baseline this is how you can see the positive impact of the changes that you're making if you can't bring that back and look at the empirical data then it becomes very hit and miss mark thank you very much indeed for telling us about that thank you i'll be back with you at the same time next week until then thank you for listening